again, I can, a few of you are obviously very new to Zoom, and um, we, uh, you, can, you can mute yourself um, when, when the speaking, when the program begins, it's best to mute yourself, and you can do that if you're calling in from the iPhone. There's a mute button in the lower left-hand corner of the phone. Or if you're on a computer, you can just tab until you find the mute button. But you can mute and unmute yourself. And if there's background noise where you are in particular, um, we're going to really appreciate it if you, if you do that. Because once the program begins, everyone wants to hear the person who's speaking. And if you're on a regular phone, you can mute yourself with a star six. Oh, thank you, Alan. Alan is our resident Zoom expert on this call, and I so much appreciate your coming. Does anybody know the keyboard command for mute on Zoom? Give me a second. I'll try to look it up. I, I use my iPhone all the time, so I don't I hadn't memorized all the. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hi, me, Alan. Who's that? It's Mia. Oh. Hey. Hey, Mia. <laughs> Mia is is new. <laughs> yeah, me and Antonella. Yeah. Okay. Well, hi, Mia. Let me see if I can but look Mia, that up real quick. Your name isn't in the list, so are you the person calling from an eight white eight one five phone number? Yes, yes, that's my cherry. That's the cherry valley number. Okay. Well, I'm on mute I knew myself, somebody so named Mia once. Mia Peterson. Yeah. You're not Mia Peterson, are you? No, I'm Mia Strayer. I'm RC, and I play the harp. Okay, great. And I'm also legally blind. Okay. I live at Friedman Place where Alan works at. Uh -huh, okay. Um, yeah. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, guys. Um, okay, so we still have about nine minutes. So Trish, Hello. I see your name and I've never heard your voice. Can you can you hear me? Make sure that your uh, microphone is unmuted. Yeah, there's if you're calling from an iPhone, I know you from your mess messages that you have a cochlear implant, so maybe you're not using an iPhone, but if you are Mine always shows me a button that says call um, audio from internet or something like that, that I have to double tap on before people can hear me. Well, I hear an iPhone, so. Alan, can you, since you're, can you, do you have the power to see if, um, if Trish is muted. Uh, let me see if it tells me that. Hang on.
Oh, that's his iPhone. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I do. You're, yeah. Are you the host? Is and that it, it, Trish is is her name in here or is she on a phone number? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Okay, Trish is muted. I'm seeing it. Oh, Maybe yeah, Robert did activate me. Okay. Are, are you okay. a host, Deborah? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody. Anne okay. here. Hi, Anne. Okay. Hello. I, Alan, I found it. I just found the unmute all button. So everyone was muted except Mia, apparently, and you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've got, if, if you want me to take a minute, I can give you what the Windows keystrokes, and now this is for people that are using the client on a Windows computer, I can tell you what the different keystrokes are to do different things. Yeah, it's not eight o'clock yet. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Because it might be okay. helpful to people. So this, right, if you're on a computer. Right. And my, my jaws is talking, so sorry. Alt, alt. Plus A mutes and unmutes. Alt plus U takes you to the participants list. Alt plus Y raises and lowers your hand. I think that's enough. Those are the key ones. Yeah. So Alt A mutes and unmutes. Alt Y is to raise your hand. If we may not need to do that in this group, but if we do, or if you're in another Zoom meeting, um, and then all you is where you go to see the list of participants. There you go. Thank then, you. Um, sure. On the phone, if you're on a landline, um, I think it's star six mutes. Yeah, because mute begins with M. Star six mutes and unmutes you. And star nine, where the Y is for yes, um, is to raise your hand. And um, that's a landline. And then on the iPhone, if you're on the iPhone, there are buttons or tabs across the bottom. And mute and unmute is the first one on the left. So um, I, I think that's those are all the basic ones. Because we... <laughs> Now, usually what we've what we've done in this group is we've been kind of you know freewheeling, but this is diff a little bit different since we do have a guest and we'll be interviewing him. Okay. Let's see. Well, one one comment I do have uh, that I've noticed as far as Zoom goes, and it's a good thing and yet it's a bad thing. Um, Unless you're using a headset, uh, those, you know, people who don't use a headset, your microphone will pick up the sounds in the room around um, what is professionally called ambient noise. Mm -hmm. So if you decide that you want to wash dishes or you want to look up a something on your computer or you want to... Um, you know, uh, if somebody's talking and to you in another room, mm -hmm. you, what you want to do is mute yourself. You can still hear what's going on, but we won't be able to hear 
the dog barking, the cat meowing, the dishes clattering, and all that. And it's kind of a nice thing because we are being recorded. So, um, yeah, actually, we are being recorded. So don't give out any uh, information that you don't want anybody else to know. So those are all my comments. I am uh, going to switch the headsets. This is Deborah speaking. And oh, hey. I am going to switch to a louder headset to be sure that I can hear everyone. So if there's some clicking and, and banging around, that's me. Woohoo. <laughs> and I am actually going to unhook my landline. So just to make sure that I don't get a phone call. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hold up a minute. Who is that speaking? It's Robert. Oh, it's Robert. Robert. I didn't yeah. recognize your voice. <laughs> it's Hi there, Robert. Because it's higher quality. <laughs> I didn't recognize your laugh. So. I will be back. Yeah, when the mystery uh, or the fantasy group, we had several dogs that had strong opinions about uh, whatever we were discussing, and they kept barking in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the discussion. What happened? Okay. Phew. Okay. I had a little technological crisis there. Uh. <laughs> okay. 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 So nine seven one, who are you? Uh Teresa Christian in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Teresa. I remember getting Hi. an email from you. Yeah. We've got okay. we've got fifteen in the room right now, Deborah. That's a that's a good crowd. Okay. That's okay. impressive. Okay. Okay, I'm here again. <laughs> and and who are you? Uh, who's three eight six? It's near me. Uh, Bill Altman. Oh, hi, Bill. You hear me? Yeah, you, you've been here before. I thought I recognized your number, but I didn't. Yeah, but okay. I think I remember okay. Robert from another, you know, our guest from another time in our live. I believe. Uh -huh. Actually, he okay, sounds so, very um, familiar. According, according to my iPhone, it's 8 o'clock. So, um, if, How do if, I mute on this call? How do I mute on this call? I'm calling from um, my iPhone. You're okay, and the lower, did you call in or did you use the Zoom app? I'm using the just straight calling from the iPhone. I'm not using the app. Okay, then you want to press star six. Star That's what six. I thought, but I didn't seem to register. Um, and the other thing you can do is... Um, 
I'm not in the phone app, so I can't remember exactly where it is. But right. can, you still, can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Still, yes, we no, can. You can, we can still hear you. So, right, Bill, but, but I'm like, rather just, than, so I did five seconds on the phone. Yes. Okay. 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 Halt. Rather than take a lot of time walking one person through how to do it, do you think, oh, do you think it's going to be fairly quiet in your environment? Yeah, I've just got a window open, traffic way in the distance, and just my ceiling fans right now in the living room. Okay. okay. Well, that should be all right. So if you could just not you can't hear anything okay. over me. Okay. I'm going to quickly go over a couple things, and then we're going to get started because it's, it's eight. Um, okay. So uh, this is the writer's report retreat meeting uh, for April, on April 13th. I am Deborah Kendrick. And if you are calling from a landline and you wish to mute yourself, dial star six, and then you can star six again to unmute yourself. If you're calling from the iPhone, I'm gonna go through this just once. If you dialed in on the iPhone, on your keypad screen, there's a button that says something like hide. And if you double tap that, it gives you a lot of options and one of them is mute. Um, if you're using the Zoom app on the iPhone in the lower left-hand corner of your screen is a mute button, which of course becomes unmute. Um, and actually, Bill, I just realized um, for you personally, I could go in and mute you if you need to be. So if you have trouble and you, and you feel there's going to be noise in your air, in your environment, let me know. Finally, if you're on the computer, Alan ran through some keystrokes a minute ago. Um, Alt A will mute and unmute you. Okay, so um, uh, for those who have not been here before, um, this is Writer's Retreat, where we gather to talk about writing and to look at the writing um, of uh, our own members and, and others. And uh, I thought that it would be interesting to bring in and interview uh, a young writer who I, who's caught my attention from time to time for about a decade now. And um, if you, someone is having a lot of static, and I don't know who you are, but <laughs> do, do something. <laughs> um, do you know who you are? Do you know who yes. you are? myself that I'm having a hard time with it. Okay. Um, who is that? Teresa. <clears throat> okay. Is it work? Is it okay now? If you, yeah, if you need me to mute you, I can, but it just, I, I'm not that swift at this app myself yet. So, okay. Well, give me a second. It's okay. okay here. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, Robert Kingett, um, if you, uh, well, here is his sort of official bio. Robert Kingett is an award-winning author for his essays that feature human stories boldly told and his fiction where disabled characters live normal lives. He especially likes to contribute 
to, and there's another page. Oh, here it is. <laughs> uh, two anthologies. Um, yeah, I'm embarrassed. Anthologies, where proceeds from sales go directly to advocacy organizations doing tireless work to help minority voices. You can hear his fiction and nonfiction on popular podcasts, such as Brick Moon Fiction and others. Now, as I said in the announcement that was distributed, part of what I didn't say is I think one of the reasons that Robert caught my attention is that I have been a professional writer for over 30 years, and my own beginning was my success was rooted in hiding my disability. I am blind and I feared that if editors knew I was blind, they would not buy my work. Robert has taken an entirely different and refreshing approach. He has a lot of differences and he embraces them and he almost flaunts them in your face. And I have found it very charming and appealing to see such such boldness in, in a writer. Um, so I think the best, so what we're going to do, just to give you a little thumbnail look at how we're going to proceed here, we're going to hear a little bit of Robert's writing, and then I'm just going to ask him some questions so you can get to know him a little bit. And, um, and then we'll try to allow for time for others to ask questions. And my hope is, in a perfect world, that we will also have time to um, get a quick uh, idea of who all is, is on the call with us this evening. So um, with that, Robert, you are there, right? E yes, I am here. Great. Welcome. Yeah. Um, I, I should have mentioned a couple of other, other things that um, attracted me to you and your work. And one was your generosity that you widely distribute these writer opportunities. And um, I personally have enjoyed reading them. And... Uh, um, and we will talk about how people can sign up for those, too, if, if people are interested. But Robert distributes um, lists of uh, places where you can submit your writing for free or for pay, whether it's poetry or essays or fiction, nonfiction, contests, etc. He just locates things and summarizes them and sends them out for anyone who's interested. So... Um, just to get started with a couple of questions, uh, when when did you first know that you wanted to be a writer? I first knew that I wanted to be a writer at a very um, young age. So as you could probably hear, I do have the speech uh, disability, and I knew that I could use it as sort of an adaptive 
cool. So even adding younger age, I knew that, okay, well, for me to use this uh, tool effectively, then I have to practice. So I, so it's started out as a tool, like a necessity, and it morphed into a searing passion. So, so what was the first piece of your writing that ever got into print to be shared with other people? Except for uh, in school. <laughs> Things you had to turn in for your teachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the first piece of writing that was published was actually a, a college essay. It was a personal essay I did about um, my grandmother um, and how she read me a poem and um, long ago and then me coming across the poem much later on in life. So after submitting it uh, to my teacher, he's like, well, this is a good, okay essay, but it's not exactly the thing I'm looking for. So I got like a B minus um, on the essay. Um, but I thought, huh, well, um, let me try to publish it in a magazine and things. Because uh, I heard um, that you could actually get paid for uh, writing a fiction and non fiction but I didn't know um, how the process worked or literally anything about how to find uh, paying markets so I thought okay I'll just try to submit to a few places so um, to see if anybody likes my work because um, taste is hugely subjective so um, so I tried to send the college essay that the teacher kind of didn't like uh, to magazines and things and that's how I got my first publication so after 
getting accepted, I'm like, oh, yes, I can actually do this. <laughs> Who accepted and, it? Which magazine accepted it? It was a magazine called um, uh, called The Drunken Odyssey. So, <laughs> yeah. Drunken Odyssey, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Drunken Odyssey. So, <laughs> it... Uh, <coughs> it was also a podcast years and oh. years ago, um, and okay. now the magazine is 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 not operational anymore. Okay. Um, but I took the acceptance letter and I sent it to my teacher and I said um, do you think that I could actually get more things published and he wrote me back immediately and he said oh yes absolutely just because wow. I didn't like it um all that much doesn't mean you're not a bad writer and when you say college essay do you mean were you in high school writing an essay to get into college or were you in college i was in high school um, writing an essay to get in to college. So wow, that's pretty phenomenal. So yeah. you've got your first publication when you were still a high school student. Yeah, uh -huh. that's great. Yeah, that's great. And I know because you told me in our previous conversation, you went to the Florida School for the Blind in St. Augustine, which correct. Um, I think. We have at least one other person on the call who I think went to school there. Um, so, um, okay, so, uh, well, I want to talk about audio description, but let's not go there yet. <laughs> Why don't, are you uh, able, we had talked about you maybe playing the audio reading of, of one of your pieces that you have? Like, sure. Do you have that queued up? Sure, yeah. Okay. So, so this is this is a piece that um, was published in Dialogue, who records Media it in NLS style. So, okay. um, can everybody hear the screen? Sounds good. Yes, we can. Cool beans. Okay, here it is. Media. Connected by Robert Kingett, K-I-N-G-E-T-T, -T, Chicago, Illinois. Three minutes. I am a legally blind journalist struggling for an idea for an article as I enter a cafe that's full to capacity. The song of the year squeals out of unseen speakers overhead. I make my way towards a lounge area where other people congregate, all homeless, 
yet tenuously connected. Bodies are hunched over laptops, their brains exuding electronic isolation. Various white and black battery charger cords, like long parasitic worms, are fed into walls, leaving spaghetti patterns on the floor, each socket stuffed and unwelcoming. My laptop is dying. I can feel the hollowness and fear in my marrow. My ears listen to the clicks of keyboards around the mass of bodies hunched over their laptops, doing vague and unnecessary things to the Internet. There's no outlet, but I plow on anyway. All those connected cords mock me as I take a seat and open up my Word document, the blinking cursor stock still amidst a seriously dwindling battery. The minutes tick down. I need power. It is unbearable. I ask a nearby woman if she needs the lamp on. I unplug the lamp, its missing light unnoticed by all, sliding my charger, which is my life at this moment, into the vacant socket gives me hope. But what can I write about? As moments pass, the typing bodies become a symbol, a sea of guffawing audience members life has placed here to tell me that the document I am trying to will to write itself is going to remain empty. I look around me to see a man staring at my occupied outlet with enough sadness to bring about tax relief. I do some quick calculations in my head. I could make it home and plug in my life again in a matter of minutes. I could even return home and write about this brief encounter involving connections. Closing the blank document, I grab my bag and stick my cord and laptop into the safe space. The man, who has a Kindle, has just been cured of death. He can go on living. He holds up the Kindle so I can see his battery. His life support is at 30%. I tell him that he needs the outlet more than I do. Hoisting my bag onto my shoulders, my soul and I prepare to depart with 5%. I give a small smile towards the saved man before I give my cappuccino a final tender kiss. I think it's great. I like it better than I did the first time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, so um, yeah. Uh, that I have, we have another piece that Robert shared with me that I just love, love, love that I'm going to share with you all in a, in a minute. But the, the first time that I ever saw your name, and I have no idea where I saw this, but you posted something to a list, possibly the audio description list, but maybe not, about the struggle of getting to a movie theater in order to write a description of an audio described movie and i guess what caught my attention about that again was being so out there that you're you know you you're you're very out there about your being blind and you're having cerebral palsy and whatever mm -hmm. else you know that you just um so i wondered how and i know that you're very involved in in ad because i've seen your comments on the audio description list have you continued to write movie reviews about audio description, or was that an idea that kind of failed? Where are you with that? Unfortunately, it did kind of fail, um, not because of anything on my part. Um, it's actually because mainstream 
competitors that just have no clue about audio description. And so they're, and so it's way too, um, it's a strange uh, um, oxymoron because you have a lot of editors who say, give me something new and fresh and here I come and say, well, here's a, um, here's a review of a movie that has audio description and a lot of editors are like, well, this is quite uh, unique. I just, I'm just not sure how, um, how to present it, it to the readers or how to even check your, um, your, your verbiage and everything because I don't know the terminology. Um, so a few editors, not a lot of editors, um, like the Wendy City Times and everything, well, they actually say, well, that's a great idea. He agrees. Um, so, um, so um, they said it's a great idea. Um, so let's have you do re reviews of audio described movies. And I, well, um, except it kind of didn't last very long because I received an email that said, well, thank you for all the reviews that you did and everything like three years later. Uh, however, um, there's a lot of financial change, changes happening in the paper and we can't find your reviews um, no longer. So I'm like, okay. So I tried a few other places and it never took off. Um, however, that's um, never stopped me from trying to make disability um, disability narratives into main, mainstream media. I, I think you know, it was maybe an idea that, um, 
ahead of its time and that eventually you and others should revisit it because um, you know, audio description is, is growing, growing, growing. And we all know there's, well, maybe we don't all know, but those of us who watch programming with audio description, some of it is wonderful and some of it is horrible. And I agree. Reviews might really help make a difference. So I, I hope you find your way back to that at some point. Um, I even gonna, had a, like, I even had a vision that maybe in the future, maybe there could actually be like an audio description um, awards ceremony. Actually, I think there is one. I think, um, I think the audio description project does awards. Oh. I, yeah, I, I think they do. Um, uh, and if I, if I find that, I'll, I'll, forward, it, I'll forward you that email that I saw about that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple of simple yes-no questions. Mm -hmm. um, so do you write every day? Ye um, yes and no. So it depends. <laughs> so okay. um, like it changes. Um, sometimes I do other times I don't. It's really strange for me because I've um, noticed that me trying to write every day for long stretches of time, um, my writing decreases in quality. So now I try to do a little short and little short um, snippets of writing each and every day. But writing is your full-time job, right? It's what you do. Correct. Okay, okay. Um, and, okay, so I'm going to, because I'm selfish and I love it, I'm going to read this other piece. Um, you know, uh, so for those of you who, um, uh, just a little bit, this is about the movie Bird Box, and it was so timely that when, when Robert, when I asked him to send me something, he said, well, here's one I got $600 for. So I thought, oh, well, that must be pretty good. And it was pretty good. It is very good. But it was particularly interesting to me because I had just recently seen the movie Bird Box after being nudged by many, many, many blind friends to watch it and give my input. And I, I'm still, I'm not sure that I completely agree with you, by the way, but I love the piece. So sure. here we go. Um, I actually love disagreements. So. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what I decided, and I haven't done it yet, but after reading this, I thought, I'm going to go back and watch it again and think about it. But the movie Bird Box, and for those of you who don't know, it stars Sandra Bullock, and it's on Netflix. 
So um, here is Robert's piece, which appeared in, do you say, I guess, Folks is the magazine and Pilpock is the overriding organization publishing folks. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. They All pay right. handsomely, by the <laughs> yeah. way. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I did some looking at their site. I think I might send them something myself. So, anyway, okay, here is Bird Box. It's so sudden. I leap out of my skin. I'm at the library, navigating to my favorite table with my Victor Reader stream in hand. I find my chair, hold my cane, and start to pull my seat out. And all of a sudden, the chair moves on its own. I don't even have time to think about what's happening. I just lunge after where I think the chair should be. But in trying to prevent myself from falling, I crash into someone. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, a masculine voice says. Are you okay? We introduce ourselves. His name is Ryan. It turns out the chair broke. He pulls out another chair for me and helps me find it. He seems nice, maybe the future husband of my dreams. Then he says, I was just so shocked, he blurts. Shocked about what, I ask. I mean, you being out here, navigating on your own and stuff. That's the scariest thing ever, he means, because I'm blind, I'm silent. Navigating on your own and stuff, that's the scariest thing ever, he means, because I'm blind. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called Bird Box on Netflix, he says, then stammers awkwardly, not seen, I mean heard. I've seen it, I reply. I just can't imagine how you do it every day, he gushes. I wish if I could roll my eyes, I would, but I can't. So I let him finish. And Robert, I have to interrupt myself and tell you, that is one of my own favorite lines. I think you stole it from me. Um, I, <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been doing this challenge. You mean the bird box challenge, I ask. In the bird box challenge, participants wear blindfolds, and try to do everyday activities like iron their clothes, wash the dishes, cook dinner, drive their cars. The challenge is named after the Netflix horror film in which the last remnants of humanity need to get around the world blindfolded so as not to be driven mad by sanity-shattering monsters. Frankly, the entire uh, I don't know that word, meme, is representative of my very worst opinions about sighted people, that they are stupid about blindness and so self-involved they can't even spend 20 seconds to Google how blind people get around the world. Yeah, Ryan says, after doing the challenge, I mean, I'm just so like, whoa. Okay, so Ryan thinks he has some first-hand experience with blindness. So I decide to engage with him on it. People put a blindfold on for 20 minutes and think they suddenly have insight into how hard life is when you're blind. So what cane techniques did you learn? I ask him. Two-point touch, shoreline. What about NVDA? Did you find that, did, did you find that challenging? I ask. 
In response to this and a few other baseline questions about getting around the world when he's blind, Ryan is silent. And that's my issue in a nutshell with the bird box challenge. People put a blindfold on for 20 minutes and think they suddenly have an insight into how hard life is when you're blind, but they're not going beyond that and using the challenge as a way to better understand the experience of blindness or what blind people actually go through. They don't learn about smart canes or braille or screen readers. They just stumble around in the dark for 20 minutes and they, and, and they make like they have some profound new understanding of what unique and tragic heroes we blind people are. Uh, someone has a screaming person in your background, and I implore you to mute your phone. Yes. <laughs> please, please. Yes. <laughs> Whoever you are, you know who you are, and we don't, but please mute yourself. People like Ryan haven't learned anything, and that frustrates me because a better bird box challenge could really help elevate the dialogue around blind people and make the world more accessible to the blind. For example, it could involve using a screen reader while blindfolded or collaborating with a blind friend to take cane walk walking lessons. A better bird box challenge could really help elevate the dialogue around blind people and make the world more accessible to the blind. I'd love it if a sighted person came up to me and said, I tried using voiceover on my iPhone for a month and now have a better understanding of how you do things. I'd love it if a sighted person used the Bird Box Challenge to watch an audio described movie blindfolded. I'd love it if a sighted person browsed the web with NVDA for a week, if only to grasp how severe my challenge is. I don't see anybody doing that though. I wish I did. Instead, I see ignorant sighted people getting a thrill out of being in danger and putting other people in danger in the process. Well, I think that's great. And I am sorry that it was um, punctuated <laughs> by someone, someone's unhappy background. Um, okay. So I think um, let's um, take a moment here and see if um, uh, if others have questions or comments about the pieces of Robert's that have been shared. If you do, say your name first so we know who you are and then go ahead. Uh, hello, this is Thomas Upton. I do really like both of the pieces, they really fit me, and that is really amazing. It's I do really like the second one, which sounds uh, longer, and I do like it when you play the audio version of the first piece. So the question is, uh, where can I get them? The audio piece, um, that one, uh, you'll have to get... Dialogue uh, 
magazine for th- that. Um, um, I've, um, I've, I could email, um, or maybe I could email the piece to you. Um, maybe that'll be easier. The second sure thing. piece. Robert, I have an, I have an, a, a suggestion. Maybe mm-hmm. if you sent um, an email to me and mm-hmm. put in it the, um, the audio connections audio that mm-hmm. connected audio as you did for me, a link to the bird box piece, and we haven't gotten there yet, but I was going to ask you, um, the third thing would be the link for your writing opportunities list so that if people want to sign up for that, they can. Sure. You're, you're so organized. Um, <laughs> I, you, you are. You're very organized. So I think if you just put that all in one email and send it to me, then I can you know, distribute it to the list. Most sure. people here are on the list, but I think maybe a few are not. So I could make sure that everybody gets it. Sure. Um, so. Sure thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, and who who was that? Who asked the? I didn't hear your name. The person. Who Bill was, Altman. It's right oh, here. Oh, was. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't recognize your voice. Okay. So. Oh uh, right. Um, just now, I just spoke up. Yes, I, I. That was a very good piece. From. Uh, yeah, that's that's scre- about that's screaming wasn't in your background, was it? No, it was not. But I, but I was going to okay. say you're right. Okay. I I went to, I went to the school in St. Augustine at an earlier time. I graduated with what right. Robert did. Now right. it's ironic that I'm originally from Illinois, and he ended up moving okay. to Illinois. Okay. <laughs> and I remember him from the. Okay, uh, Bill. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna cut. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off, Bill, because I want to see if other people have comments or questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if you do, say who you are and go ahead. Robert, my name is Marcy, and I'm from Texas. I really enjoyed both pieces. I want Thank to you. know what advice would you give to people who are interested in writing, and where can we find you on social media? Oh, my. Thank you. Um, uh, so I... W- would quite frankly say um, that you um, you actually should embrace your disabilities a lot more because editors are looking for unique um, angles to a topical. Uh, news items and things and also um try to um try to develop your writing voice more so it pops out Uh, um also net working is a major 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 key even if an editor rejects you keep their number and their email for later a 
querying. Um, as for social media, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. And I, I have a follow-up question to that myself, Robert. Um, huh? And that is how, well, it's actually two questions. Huh? How do you keep track of all of the editors and contacts that you've made? How do you manage them? Oh, my. <laughs> so I have a really large uh, Microsoft Excel sheet, and I keep names and numbers and everything in there. Um, if I have any pieces going out to editors, I fill all of that in men yearly. Um, so my sheet is um, heavily. Uh, my sheet is um, organized into categories. Um, beats, as we call it in the journalism world. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, you you also have to be incredibly organized because I made the mistake of introducing myself to an editor twice without even knowing it. And she wrote me back and she said, and she said, thank you, but you've already, you and I have already connected. I'm like, oof, never again. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Robert, it's David in Louisiana. I'll jump in very quickly. You mentioned in a previous email, one of your group emails, you were writing a story. If I understood it correctly, it was a speculative fiction piece dealing with a young lady who was going to a public high school who forgot one day to turn off her disability. I'm not yes. quite so where is that? Is it done? Yes, it is. See that. It's where is it hiding? It's uh, <laughs> well, um, well, it is currently. Do you need a beta reader? Um, um, no, I don't need one as of yet. However, I would. Um, I I'll be glad to. Oh, thank you. Uh, um, so at the moment, I'm currently shopping the piece of. <laughs> round to quite a bit of fiction editors and it's a golden rule of mine that if I am uh, trying to submit a piece then I never share the piece. Oh, I if think that that's a good, that's good. That's makes good. any sense. <laughs> so. It makes total yeah. sense to me. Not, you mean it, 
until it's been published, until you... Right, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, again, yeah. now if but, I get... Yeah? But, 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 but collaborating with other writers and readers to proofread and critique is another matter. You know, I mean, I, 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 that's what I would like to see us do more of in writers' Absolutely. critiquing one another. Um, because you just can't... I, I have written things for publication and discovered after they were published that there was an error. The editor didn't catch, and that's important. Right, yes, and that is so <laughs> excruciating. It's like, uh, oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the other, the other follow-up question I have about, you know, okay, so you have this spreadsheet, and you keep track of all the pieces you have flying around and the editors you've contacted. Mm -hmm. What I want to know is, again, this is sort of, you know, I'm – so curious from my own experience because you know i've had a fair measure of success i've made my living as a writer but i have never handled rejection and i have said to many people the only reason i've managed to do this for my whole adult life is that i early on had success if i had gotten rejection after rejection i would have gone and done something else you know i don't know what you know like been a garbage collector or something but um <laughs> But I, I, I have always admired people who just keep, who are relentless, and you seem to be sort of the king of relentlessness. You you don't you don't seem to be phased. You just keep. So how do you do that? What's your secret? How do you keep? Um, it's well, my secret is actually going into something knowing that you are going to be rejected. Like, here's a strange uh, kind of goal that I s set for myself and maybe it'll help other people too um, is that maybe for 2020 I could have a rejection a goal um, like I could get 200 rejections in 2020 and that helps me know that I'm trying. So, yeah, uh, trying to making a rejection counter gold like I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that just occurred to me um, as far as you're going to send me the email with links. But mm -hmm. if it's okay with you, I'll just say your email address at yes. this point in case people... Okay, so Robert's email address is really very simple. Kinget is K-I-N-G-E-T-T. -T. So his email address is Kinget R, K-I-N-G-E-T-T-R at gmail.com. Um, and my 
voiceover and Jaws both have always said Kinjit. So <laughs> yes. I had to ask Robert how to say it. And I keep saying to myself, King, 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 King. <laughs> so no, that it's Kinjit. Okay. So, yes. um, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> um, uh, so, um, we, 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 we don't have a lot of time left, so I'd like to, again, open it up to anyone else who has questions. And David F., were you, were you finished? Did I sort of? Oh, sure, I was finished. No problem. Okay. Okay. So um, who else has a comment or a question? I also would like to add, um, it helps if you're incredibly creative also um like i attended a writers uh conference a few years ago and i knew that i was going to be a run a bunch of sided people so I made a t-shirt that had my proposal on the front <laughs> and my email address on the back of the shirt. So... Yeah. So what exactly did it say? What exactly did it say on front and back? Uh, on the front, it said, I am working on a fiction novel uh, about queer disabled Superheroes, and the draft is complete. Uh, Sixty-five thousand words. If curious to. Receive a chapter or receive a manuscript, shoot me an email. Very clever. So and then, did, you, yeah. did you get attention from that? Yeah, I did actually. I got a lot of uh, a lot of email queries um, from a lot of agents and they're like usually, um, usually writers come and they have loads of paper and you just have an incredibly noticeable uh, t-shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> that was very clever. Now, you told me in the conversation that we had, I just, I remember, I forgot to make a note of this. I was going to ask you this early on. 
Mm-hmm. You told me about something that you did regarding a shoe. Share yes. that because that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> All right. Um, so I put in a job application to the Chicago Tribune, and I thought, okay, well, I have an idea. So I took an old shoe including the shoe box uh, printed out a resume covered letter uh, notes and everything and I put all those in the shoe in the actual shoe Um, and so Next to the shoe, I put a note in huge type. It says, I know that you probably won't hire me, but I just wanted to get my foot through the door. Did did you get a response? Oh, yes. I got a phone call in three hours after they received the shoe. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, they loved it. Um, They said, also, they said, I'm just happy the shoe smells good clean. I'm like, well, thank you. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Okay. Um, Well, I like to time and um, we have just a few more minutes, but um, I want to uh, let's see. Okay. I'll Again, Robert will be sending me an email that I will distribute to everyone um, with links or with the, the audio file and link to the bird box piece and the how to subscribe to his writer's opportunity list. And, um, uh, and probably in that, put your Facebook and Twitter handles as well. Um, sure thing. And, and then I will repeat uh, Robert's email address is k-i-n-g-e-t-t-r at gmail.com. Um, so we'll take just, we can take one or two more questions. We have just a couple more minutes. Is there anyone else who has a question or a comment for Robert? Yeah, uh, Robert, this is Alan Lemon. I just want to say, it's awfully nice to to hear your creativity. So that that story about the shoe, that's the kind of stuff that that we're missing nowadays. I mean, and I mean, I, I I was always a pretty decent business memo writer, but I never had any kind of creativity like that. So right. I, re- I really appreciate you're making the effort because that that kind of stuff just gets people's attention, which, which you've already learned, and and you're smart. So. Uh, right. I just uh, th- thanks for sharing all your stuff. I really enjoyed your pieces and uh, that last story. I just want to I want to encourage you to keep on 
keeping on with the creativity <laughs> and, and, and all the best and uh, the best wishes for further success, which I'm sure you're going to enjoy. Oh, yes. I hope so. I mean, I'll try and <laughs> try again. So. <laughs> Great. Anyone else? Um, yes. So this is Thomas again. So yes. So that is kingadar at gmail.com. K-I-G-N-E-T-T. Um, no. K-I-N-G, King, K-I-N-G, E-T-T-R, at gmail.com. Thanks, and I will sure hope to receive the audio links as soon as possible. Oh, yes, sure thing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, um, I just, I, I want to thank you, Robert, for um, being here and for being well, being something of an inspiration, I think, to to all of us. And um, you know, I I did kind of joke about you being younger than my newspaper column, but it's true. You're <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how I'm going to remember your age from now on in that conversation. And um, anyway, no, I I think I love your writing. I just think it has such a spark, and you're funny. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just keep it up and thank you for being with us and all of you who have joined us this evening thank you so much i'll be putting a message out on the list about the next gathering in may um, where i think we'll go back to critiquing writing people in the group again and we'll just kind of switch it up but um, i hope to have some other uh, guests in, in the future but um, thank you all for being here. And uh, thank you, Alan, for the Zoom help. And um, for anyone who doesn't know how to disconnect, what I do is go back to the app switcher and close Zoom. So, but you're free to, to keep chatting as well as if you want. There might be a button. I know on mine, I'm using Android 8, and there's a button at the uh -huh. top. It says uh, almost. Uh, it says unmute or, or, or leave meeting. Leave. That's right. There is a leave meeting. I thought that would probably work. Yeah, mine's. Mine says leave. I said what what I do because that's what works for me. That leave the meeting button. I always have trouble finding it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the nice so, thing about anyway. this tablet, I can use. I has a braille keyboard. I can use first letter navigation. I press L. And here I am. So, oh, you're the one who was identified. <laughs> That's yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I was running late and forgot to make sure that I had yeah. my name in there instead of that. And but I'm gonna so see. Who, if I can, my name is Abby Taylor. You're, oh, you're Abby, and you have yes, the Braille Note Touch, and I have the Braille Note Touch Plus running Android eight. Yes. Well, I, I'll be sending you a separate email. I've been huh. looking for somebody who already has one. I'm oh, yes. Are you, yeah, you're thinking about getting one? Yeah. Uh, do you have my email yeah. address? I, I can give it to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've got yeah, sure. I'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. Okay. Okay. So, sure. I mean, sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. And um, okay. see you next month. Thank you. Well, <laughs> good night. Thank you, Debbie. Great presentation. Thank you, Robert. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye -bye.